Hey there, all you spooky kids and crazy ghouls, and welcome to the Red River Horror Podcast. I am your host, Joe Zakreski. This is episode number 56. And before we get into it, or while you're listening, check out KeystoneRetro.com. Use promo code REDRIVER for 10% off your order at KeystoneRetro.com. Now sit back, relax, and let's drift down those channels of fear. <laughs> All right, and welcome to episode number 56 of the Red River Horror Podcast. Once again, I'm the host, Joe Zakreski, joined by RedRiverHorror.com founder, Eddie Cayazzo. Eddie, how are you today? Joe, I'm doing fantastic. Last week, I was hopped up on pumpkin spice coffee, but uh, yes. I've calmed down a little bit since then. I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. and we have a guest with us today. I like to say we are blessed, but because it's a horror show, maybe we're cursed, but in a good way, <laughs> to have the ha-ha man, the guy who brings the ha-has on the mornings in Philadelphia from 93.3 WMMR's Preston Steve show, Steve Morrison. Steve, thank hey you so much for being with us. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. And, and and if you've already had an OD with the pumpkin spice, it's just the beginning of the season. You're you're, you're going to be in one Malibu rehab before you know it. So. <laughs> you're right. Probably. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. But, Steve, thanks so much for joining us. You are a legend, uh, an idol, a, an amazing man in this town, Philadelphia. We just can't oh, thank you enough for. That's too kind, too kind. <laughs> you know, and, and, I, and, and, I, and I appreciate that. The, the truth of the matter is, is that, um, you know, uh, uh, we love where we are. We always, even now to this point, and people will say that and they'll be very kind. And, and, and like, even if, we're, if I'm someplace and someone wants a picture, I'm, I'm always like, really? Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, but, but the thing is that because it, it, you know, with the show that we do and in the morning we're, we're hanging with people that we consider, you know, the entire listenership in a, in a car, you know, driving to work or now if they're, you know, work zooming from home or whatever. Um, so it, it, it's a very um, familial feeling. So it, it never, it never seems that way, but you're very kind to say that. And, and, and uh, hey, we, we're, we're thrilled to have this here in Philadelphia. So, so, and great to meet you guys too, because I, uh, I checked out your site and everything and I'm, you know, we have a common bond, mm -hmm, right? Horror. Yes. And that's what we're with. So redriverhorror.com, we're trying to get more content content up there as as always it's a struggle but we have some great great people contributing to the site and you know one of the things early on I, I really wanted to base it in philadelphia and kind of make it like say hey there's a big horror contingent here and uh honestly it's no secret that you are a huge horror fan so that's why i love horror i i, I there there is again i i use the pizza analogy even bad horror is good um <laughs> you know and 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 it's and it's that way and when you find those gems um you know it, ever since you know i was a kid my dad you know, kind of wean me on the original universal horror movies, you know, the lore and the legend. And I found it fast. He did something though, that was, I thought was cool and kind of set the deal. He, uh, he always said, cause he loved them. He would say, you know, if you're to come back a little bit from the screen that you're seeing, if you get too scared, remember there's a, a director there and, and a script writer. And then, so, and then you can, you know, if that's too much and then you, you can bring yourself back in. So I've never, you know, I love the exhilaration of, of, a, of a good horror movie, but I know people like uh, who are Casey on our show mm -hmm. or Preston has, has freely admitted. I tell him, he say, is that a horror movie I could watch? I said, no, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> he will, he, he legitimately will freak, you know, and, and that's, and that's the purpose of, of a good horror movie. 
you know, so he knows his limitations, but I've, I've always loved it. I assume you guys, you know, if you're going to go and default to a movie uh, on a Saturday night or whatever, you're going to look for a horror movie. You know what's funny? It's, I thought I knew a good deal about horror and meeting people in the horror space, I realized that I know like the top 40 horror, the stuff that, that makes the big box screens. And when, when Joe and I started going to some festivals, mm-hmm. it's like, wow, there is so much great content out here. So I actually, I don't know if you know this, uh, Eddie, uh, um, I, um, years and years and years ago, um, my a friend who kind of helped get me into radio, I was doing stand-up comedy. Um, you know, I'd, I'd gone to school for multi for media. I wanted to be in, in movies and do television and all that stuff. And then I was doing stand up though, and he was working at a radio station, uh, WBAB on Long Island. And um, um, you know, I went into yeah. Can you come record some commercials for your appearance at this club? And I did. And I was like, wow, you know, this is I can do everything. I can voice. I can write. I can do the whole thing and create these little skits. Uh, and, and so the, the radio career was off and running. But long story short, he was a massive horror fan as well. And we both started writing things and started kind of contributing things to Fangoria when we could. Or wow. uh, he was friends with Forrest J. Ackerman, who is a guy who edited and, and created the magazine Famous Monsters of Filmland years ago. So he also became friends with Tom Sabini. Oh, and man. So in that remake of Night of the Living Dead <laughs> that Tom Sabini directed, you know, because they let the, the rights to the original one lapse. So you could go get a $1 copy at a CVS of Night of the Living Dead. Um, uh, they did that, that remake, that color one. I'm one of three of the only flesh eating zombies in that remake of Night of the Living Dead. That's yeah. wow. <laughs> Whoa. What a nugget. Yeah. Okay. Wow. That is, and yeah. it, was, it was shot out in Western PA as yep. was the original. Yeah. Wow. Outside of Pittsburgh. Yeah. That's incredible. And you know, it's funny as I have this written down cause I was actually going to bring that movie up. Were because, you really? Well, because. You know, Tom Savini is active when we do Tony. We do on Twitter hashtag Tony Todd Tuesday. Yes, who is the star yeah. of that remake? And, and Tony Todd was like the the nicest guy you knew. This yeah. guy, I mean, that was before Candyman. Yep. Um, you know, and 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 the Star Trek: The Next Generation. But he was yep. just the the coolest guy. And uh, he came in, and and, and uh, you know, we were like. You know, oh my God! Uh, because they were really starting to make some leaps and bounds ahead in the in the prosthetic makeup stuff. Um, so a lot of the groundwork that you saw, you know, now with what we perceive the uh, the, the 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 current state of uh, zombie makeup to look like, yeah, those guys were doing it. And and Sabini was directing. I, I think the movie is solid. My one issue with it is is that that was the seminal. Oh my God! I can't believe what I'm seeing. Movie when it came out. You know, it, it, it sent it sent people running for the exits. They they couldn't believe it. And this one was, I, I think, when it was released theatrically for the first time, they may have altered it. It was like PG. They 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 took out. There was a ton of of real graphic stuff that they took out. And I mean, the performances were good and everything. But I mean, you know, it's like <laughs> it's like my issue from uh, the original Evil Dead which is a, a masterpiece. I love it. It really is. To Evil Dead 2, which is essentially a remake of Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. And there, you know, there are little things that trade out. I'm like, there is something to be said for that visceral, you know, slamming stuff. Agreed. I mean, so like, do you think when we're talking about like special effects, do you think that like, you know, modern special effects, like sometimes I feel they take away from the creepiness of old, you know, makeup artists from like stuff that like Tom Savini would do. 
And with like no, all the, these the, remakes coming out, you know, it's like, you know. Yeah, yeah. The practical effects are are awesome. And when you see things like what, what um, oh God, I, um, I can't believe I'm forgetting, Rob Bottin mm. did in um, John Carpenter's The Thing, oh, which yeah. you'll get CGI artists now who will say, who say, you know, FCGI, look at the, the chest open up. And, and, and I mean, you know, pneumatic pumps and, and things and uh, and that sequencing. I mean, and, and the thing is, is a masterpiece. Mm -hmm. uh, both of them are obviously the original, uh, but but that one, you know, as well. So I, I it's actually kind of what I the way I approach science fiction as well. I, I always to me, if you could blend CGI with practical mm -hmm. and get kind of the kind of both going on, it's pretty cool, you know. Uh, there's a show on that was on CBS that is on CBS um, Paramount Plus called Evil. And uh, oh, think of... Um, I loved that. Yeah, I actually did watch it. Right. So the X-Files meets the exorcism of Emily Rose meets Silence of the Lambs. Mm -hmm. And they have some practical effects costumes in that, like a real deal, old style goat devil with huge hooves and the whole thing. And uh, I'm like, son of a bitch, that looks good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's going to be interesting because we were talking about this uh, the other week. And I was like, I know I saw you tweet about this one, which was Salem's Lot. And like some of the like, makeup of that always creeped me out. But that's getting well, a remake. And I'm like, you know, my, that might take away from it a little bit. Like, It's actually that it's been remade already. That's they true. did it with, with Rob Lowe. Yeah. Uh, and that was good. Uh, Tobe Hooper, Toby Hooper, however mm. he, you know, sure. the, the pronunciation's always up in the air, but Toby Hooper yeah, right. di directed it. That mini series is about four or four hours plus, yeah. you know, if you get the 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 uh, the, the disc, um, just came roaring out of nowhere, and that the decision to go with that makeup for Mister Barlow, the vampire, which mm -hmm. was a tribute to uh, Max Schreck. Not, you know, Nosferatu. That, Absolutely. The claws and the, the two fangs up front, which was so badass. Yeah. <laughs> to have James Mason as as uh his his uh his confidant, you know, his his caretaker, all of that. I mean, there are classic scenes and when that first time when Danny Glick, the little boy, is hovering outside the window scratching, mm -hmm. and they stay fastidiously with the lore that you have to be invited in. Um, you know, all those things. Were, were so cool. But I mean, you know, think about that for television. It was a good mm -hmm. budget. But look what they did with not a lot. Yeah. You know, actually, I, I did have a question about. So you, you obviously you were speaking about Salem's lot. Are there right. are there any adaptations of Stephen King's work that have made it to the screen that you do not like? Yes. Yeah, there, there's listen, there there are, you know, um, King is is an interesting back and forth with me because like he he summarily dislikes The Shining mm -hmm. and and um, and and I love The Shining. Now, I have my, I, Stanley Kubrick is one of my favorite directors of all time, uh, but but there, it, it, King's inability sometimes and look i'm hey let me fix your career stephen king yeah, right. um, <laughs> uh, but his in, his inability i think with some endings setup is great um and, and sometimes it just doesn't 
it just doesn't jibe. And, and I, um, uh, you know, there's, the, there can be that, he d- I mean, The Shining, and which was, which was, the, I mean, the uh, Salem's Lot, which is a, a, a short story, I believe, in a larger collection. Um, and, um, you know, the, a lot of times you have like a director like David Cronenberg who did The Dead Zone. Yeah. St- Stephen King says The Dead Zone is, uh, Cronenberg's script for The Dead Zone is better than his book. And, and and the whole conceit of putting Christopher Walken in the scenes that he's flashing back to, where he can look around and see what's going on, you know, like King thought that was brilliant. So I think I think there's he is he is a great talent, but you know sometimes like I remember the original miniseries it when it yeah. ended and it was a, a spider in a cave. Oh a my gosh. You have got to be kidding me. Yeah. <laughs> um, At least they kind of reconciled in the movie. In part two, they have Stephen King there and they give like hands on the book. He was like, oh, I didn't like the ending. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, you know, but there's uh, like, again, Salem's Lot um, and, and, a, and a lot of the stuff that he's been involved with. You know, he, he was he was good friends with George Romero as well. And they they did Creep Show, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and all of that stuff. So um, I'm trying to think of this one that I that I absolutely revile. That's a Stephen King. Yeah. A script, you know, even like I, I even dig Maximum Overdrive, which is a, which is a, <laughs> it's just a junk food movie that King himself directed, you know. Uh, it's not technically it's like maybe horror sci-fi. I guess it would fall under that. That gets a know. lot of love more recently. It's crazy. I people hated that movie when it came out, and just like with with Halloween three. But for some reason, Maximum Overdrive keeps popping up. It's- well, you you not, now you've raised another issue here, uh-huh. and I think that Halloween three is. A very solid horror movie. You have come to the right place, yes, sir, because have. we agree with you wholeheartedly. <laughs> right. That has been unfairly chastised yep. for not having Michael Myers in it. When the original plan was to have sort of an, a um, a series year. that had the Halloween moniker that wasn't anchored to Michael Myers. Yep. I love Halloween 3. I love the whole Druid thing. Mm-hmm. I We play a clip from Halloween 3 every Halloween on our show. The whole, uh, when he explains to Tom Atkins, the warlock, mm-hmm. the history, you know, the Feast of Samhain. Yeah. And the hills ran blood with the red, 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 red with the blood of children. Um, <laughs> and uh, it's so well done. I mean, the, the movie, the whole conceit is... They're going to murder all the kids in the in the country. Yes. And, yeah. I mean, it's wild and it's great. And and uh, the music, you know, and, and uh, so so Tommy Lee um, Wallace Wallace, I guess. Is that it? Tommy? Yeah, so the well, director. Tom, he was the director. Yep. Alan right. Howarth did the music, right? The music, John right. Very, very Carpenter-esque uh, in, in, in the approach. And uh, the, that that whole thing is is overly maligned. I think just people default to it. And I always put it in my list of ones you must see. And, and uh, they, they had a, they released a, a newer version of it, you know, fairly a, a few years back on its anniversary and it's creative and it's, it's wild. And it's, I love it, especially the, the family when they take the family out with mm-hmm. the, uh, and they have them in the, in the test room, you know, and everyone knows two more days to Halloween, Halloween. <laughs> Silver Shamrock. It's great. Love yeah. it. The, the, I mean, the last scene, which is Tom Atkins, turn it off. Turn it off. Stop it. Yeah. Stop it. Stop, stop it. it. Stop it. Stop it. Turn it off. 
you know, but honestly, think about that. And I love it. I love the ending. It's very cool. But but the fact that you can call up a network and say, yeah, I'm, call, I'm calling from a gas station off of Route 66. Can you shut off your programming for tonight? Yeah. We'll do. Yeah, yeah. Well, when you put it what, that what's, way. What's that? You say Druid uh, Halloween masks are causing children's heads to explode? Yeah, we better take it off. Yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty cool. Like even uh, our one buddy who jumps on the show sometimes, he has a his own website that uh, I, uh, KeystoneRetro.com. He likes to sell like figures, and he has some. Yeah, I don't think his Halloween three figures that he has are up for sale on there. I think he's I'm keeping sure those as a collectible. Yeah. But you're you're a figures guy too, right? You're, oh my god, yeah. Well, you can. Yeah. I, I, I can some. Yeah. Godzilla. Yeah, some of the back. Yeah. yeah so. Uh, I tend to do more on the line of, of uh, I'm also a Batman, a big Batman fan and, and, and Marvel. I have my, you know, it's funny. And you talk about kind of your, your, um, your beginning stages of putting together your heart, your horror stuff and, and, and coming in with just your, your, you know, the, the, the movies, your 40 or 50 or so that you, sure. that you reference. But the truth of the matter is, is that that's, that's why this genre is so cool. I mean, whatever, you know, I think you'll find most horror people, and and if you go to a horror convention or or, I, I think actually a little bit more horror, you're always like, come on in, mm-hmm. yeah, let's let you know what what do you like, what what works for you. I mean, there are probably some things that people get persnickety about, but um, you know, like for example, look at us defending Halloween three season <laughs> of the witch. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, um, yeah, the, the the bigger stuff is something that I. To me, it's like a tactile way to connect to something that you just loved. I um, years ago, I went to a horror convention um, with uh, Dar- uh, um, Dario Argento was there. Oh my and god! I hung, out, I hung out with him. I hung out with Savini. Hung out with the uh, the famous uh, comic artist Gan Wilson. I don't know if you're familiar with that guy. Um, They're all Italian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so. Um, but uh, Frank Fazetta. Do you remember the artist Frank Fazetta? Who did all those like the like the classic Conan the Barbarian holding the uh you know the 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 sword down? He very wow like oil yeah. paintings. But all, all those guys, you know, and and uh, those conventions, and I, I mean right from the get-go, like I wasn't, you know, I was just coming into the stuff and and uh very welcoming and always very cool. And and there's just there's just a good vibe. So that's what I find so so wild across the boards, and there's you know, my neighbor next door, my neighbors, uh, he can't stand horror, but his wife loves it, you know? <laughs> and uh, and so it, it's always a kind of thing like, oh, you're into horror. Oh, cool, you know? And then I also, but I, and I, I'll be like, I have my opinions. I, I don't ever want to rob someone of their deal. I try to make my case. Like, for example, I love I love the, the Friday the 13th movies for their fun aspect, but I don't consider them... Horror as much as I consider them suspense. Okay. I consider them, you know, a, a, a sub slasher genre, you know, uh, that that I think is is. Um, I mean, I, listen, I I've got the whole series, and you know, and I own the all, all the all the movies and stuff like that, and they're fun. And you put them on, and they're junk food movies. Mm-hmm. But would, would would they be in the same park with The Exorcist? No, you know. Very interesting. I, so yeah. we we've had a debate on the show that's gone over a year now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and, and it's funny. My wife actually did mention that uh, I was I was so happy that you, that you said that with the Friday the Thirteenth and The Exorcist because I I think somebody called in at one point and said it's like oh The Exorcist isn't scary 
but like Friday the 13th is, and you're like, well, your first mistake was thinking that like Friday the 13th is on the same level as The Exorcist. Mm-hmm. So, However, like the first, and you guys will agree, the, I lo- the first Friday the 13th with the concept of having the actress Betsy Palmer, who would tell you how to spice up your chicken cacciatore when unexpected guests drop by on <laughs> daytime talk shows and make her the lunatic mother of Jason Borges, you know, who's, who's, that's cool. And, and, and um, that's fun. I, listen, I love a good, you know, uh, uh, kids are having too much sex. So we need to kill the moment in a, uh, in, a, in sure. a movie. What I used to always though, have an issue with, is you've got, you know, if it was Kane Hodder at all of like six feet four playing Jason, mm-hmm. standing within, clearly the camera has become Jason's point of view at some point. And you're following this person and there's a thin branch with some leaves on it. And and how the fuck are you not seeing? <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I'll play along, but come on, right. you know. <laughs> you know, sus- the suspension of reality. That that first Friday the Thirteenth, though, solid. Even the second when he, uh, you know, and then it's obviously with the uh, over his head. I mean, I love the iconic, yeah. go- you know. Yes, exactly. The, the 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 goalie mask and all that stuff. I would say in of the films, Halloween, the original, you know, is is a a, a juggernaut, a masterpiece. You know, that's I agree. That's, mm-hmm. That is so well done and 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 so brilliant. And you have that whole thing of Carpenter's, I mean, not Carpenter, uh, uh, yeah, John Carpenter, yeah. Uh, placing the um, the first times you see Michael Myers in his Halloween costume and at least six or seven more times, broad daylight. Broad daylight, as, as Toby Hooper did with Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Wait, we're not supposed to see him yet. <laughs> you know, and, you know, and and the, that that to me is such a cool thing the the building the building of the legend and the lore when when a Laurie Strode is sitting in the in in the class and they're they're if you hear what the teacher's talking about it's completely germane to the plot but she's looking out at the car passing by and um you know and Donald Pleasance oh, I mean that is just every bit of that when he explains and we play this again every, on our show every Halloween <laughs> they they brought to me this six year old child you know you know lifeless eyes uh, the, the eyes of the devil, and I, I spent. You know, I, I love when they pull up in front of the uh, the asylum, mm-hmm. and, and uh, the evil is gone from here. Yeah. <laughs> the evil's and, gone, and he, <laughs> yeah. and, he, and he keeps referring to Michael Myers as it. And the nurse calls him on it and says, it, "Could you? It's a human." And he, go, and he goes, "If you say so." It's it's so so goddamn good. It's so wonderful. Well, Steve, so you consider Friday the Thirteenth a suspense film? All right. I consider it, I consider so, it a suspense. I'll, I'll give it more that than I, I, I. And you can I would even go with you could say it's just a straight up slasher. I consider slasher a subgenre of art. Well, then you're you're the perfect person to ask this question. Then, so over yeah. a year we've been doing this podcast, we have a little thing going on with Silence of the Lambs. Okay, right now we have. Uh, previous, you know, directors, actors, people that have have given their opinion on it. So, Joe, what, we ask everybody this. I I don't think I've had anyone agree with me. It's like I just asked, like, is Silence I, is Silence of the Lambs a horror movie? So I, I could I could ask something that's tangential to that. Do you consider Psycho a horror movie? Mm. I personally do. Yes. Right. I think so, Hitchcock you kind of have to because he's you know he's right. one of the. 
but I think it's also it's also a suspense. You could label it also as a suspense film, and yet, you no know, people would say that Hitchcock's like Frenzy or Rear Window or Vertigo or all those movies are suspense films. Um, this is just more amped up by a, a cannibal, you know, a, a, a killer. Um, I think it falls in that umbrella, you know, as a horror movie. And I, I always immediately claim it's horror when when I can point out the fact that it's the only horror movie ever to take the top four Oscars, mm-hmm. you know, best actor, actress, uh, director, and, and, uh, and, and screenplay. And um, uh, which is very cool. I mean, you know, what what a what a what a perfect movie. One or two things in it that that um, that I have an issue with, but it, you know, that's like that's it's so minute. I wouldn't, you know, it's it's not even going to. But you know, there, there you are hear, very. Do you hear the goats screaming? It's not that. Yes, I love all that. When <laughs> I when I when I what I what I found like when he has the the uh, when uh, um, uh, Lecter has the skin. The guy who he kills mm. and then takes his skin, it, the body size difference between the two of them, you know, <laughs> it, uh, it's no one says, hey, you know, with the, he's got a, a flesh mask on, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, but you need that, you know, to, to make to move the plot along. But then and then later on, you know, 20 minutes later, you're, you're in the um, with the infrared goggles and that incredible scene at the end with the in the house. And it's, you know, all is forgiven. So. Well, so is it a horror film or not? Yes or no? I'm going to you know what? Because I like to to uh, boast about it being the only horror movie in the Oscar category. <laughs> I will give it horror. He's keeping it there. <laughs> though, though I rarely I'll tell you this. I never include it in my horror movie list i'll put out one every year for people to yeah. watch for halloween right so that's i, I that's, never include it so that's so, where i go with yeah. it. it's like i like we do we're doing like you know 31 horror movies for you know for 31 October. days of halloween yeah. 31 days of halloween it's like i would right, include right. silence of the lambs in that right it's great it's a it's a masterpiece yeah. um uh the exorcist which is to me is is William Freakin's every level of, of sort of verite, there are points where you're watching it where the performances are so good and the natural lighting is so brilliant and, and that you almost feel like you're, you're actually watching reality. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you also have a demonic Pazuzu demon, which makes it horror. Mm-hmm. It's not simply a police procedural. It's, yeah, right. it's horror. There's more right. to it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, a, that's another one that's going to be getting a remake. I think they're going a full trilogy. Oh yeah, well, Ellen Burstyn's I think in it. Yeah, yeah. No. I'll, I'll I'll check it out. Now, now you know what though? I mean, dangerous again, territory. My I have fond memories of the of the Exorcist because first off, the book by William Freakin was such. I mean, people can't oh, remember yeah. how how explosive that book was and how. My father read it and and refused to go take me to the movies because I was it was a kid. <laughs> you know they, they they would indulge me on these things because I was such a movie fan. And my mother, one of my favorite memories of of my mother, she passed away when I was twenty twenty one, but she took me to see The Exorcist, <laughs> um, uh, an afternoon screening, uh, and uh, I mean it was like oh my god. Now people say some people today might have to be sort of um, given a, a, a tutorial in context 
and where it was and how it came and, and how so many have borrowed from it to appreciate just how good it is. But, um, you know, the, it is one of those, the performances and, and again, um, there's, you know, this scene where uh, Karis and Damien are, 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 are talking and he says, I, I want to give you some background on, on, uh, on the, on the, the, the demons. And Karis goes, there's only one. Mm -hmm. He knows he's been there. He's yeah. he has faced this demon in Iraq. He's faced it. He knows. He knows what he's dealing with. And that is so that is so effing cool. <laughs> you know, I mean, it is it's just, you know, um everything about it. I mean, and and you know, it, it holds up. The I don't even say this, they have the direct the extended director's cut. Yes. And I usually love I love the additionals, but the movie version that made it to its first theatrical release is the quintessential version. Mm -hmm. you, you don't get her doing the backward spider thing down the steps, but you, you don't need it. It's so brilliantly directed. It, it, I, I would tell people see the theatrical version first and then see that additional because it is, it is um, it's great to see these additional things, but the, the, the cuts, the editing, everything the is exactly what it needs. Yeah, and he also in horror history, I think maybe you guys will agree with this. You have perhaps the greatest horror movie of all time, and its sequel is perhaps the worst horror movie of all time. <laughs> it's such a waste of James Earl Jones. And, th and that was when we finally rented that because we were really excited. You know, once once you actually get to travel on your own, you know, like yeah. Joe, Joe was first to get his license. So it's like, yeah. all right, well let's go. So we just literally, there was what on that strip. Uh, so obviously used to be West coast video that's closed in Andorra shopping. Center. Right, 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 yeah, yeah. Then you have blockbuster. So I think that was a blockbuster one. Yeah. Blockbuster was an Ivy Ridge. Yeah. And then the Hollywood, Hollywood video. So further down the ridge. Yeah. So we finally rented the heretic exorcist two. We're so excited. We popped that. I could have warned you. <laughs> I saw that piece of shit in the theaters oh. and I never talk in the Ooh. theaters and I had to, I had to, yeah. it's so bad. That's the and one. And you know, the director is a genius. John Borman. He directed deliverance. Yeah. A masterpiece. Ooh. It's like, and Borman tells the story. I didn't mean to cut you off anybody. No, he was flying back from England. He got word somehow. You know, they stopped. There was either a stopover or whatever. And the reviews started to come out over The Heretic. And <laughs> they were universally panned. Now, I own a copy of it because it's one of it, it's a horrific blast. It's so, there's so much bad stuff. They make up shit in that movie where they can actually sync up. They wear these headsets. Yep. Excuse me. These headsets where they can suddenly. I didn't know telepathic equipment existed. And all it really is is a couple of push pins and a headband. Yeah. Um, oh my God. And and, and, and uh, it was just, it was just horrible. And though, uh -huh. let me see if you guys agree. Yep. Exorcist three. <laughs> We're just about to say this. Thunders. It's great. Yes. Uh, and that is, that is, um, that has one of the most startling, visceral, brutal murders. Yeah. In the movie, I show that scene in the hallway, you know, where it's quiet, and and, um, and the whole concept of like Brad Dourif and, and the uh, uh, and and Blatty, William Peter Blatty directed that version. He mm -hmm. directed that. Yes, it was, yeah, it was great. If you weren't going to yeah. say it, we were because yeah. we were like, <laughs> so that was. 
that was one that scared the crap out of me. I I was terrified of the That's, Exorcist three. So you guys will know this. That scene where they're in the the uh, the, the nursing home, the hospital, mm-hmm. and the old woman is crawling on the ceiling. ceiling. Yeah. Oh my God! Yes, I got yeah. goosebumps. Think, oh me my too. God. It, it, yeah, it's great. It's great. And so that's why hope always springs eternal for the horror fan, you know? So, yeah. okay, maybe they'll do it right. Maybe they were so inspired by that, you know, that they they adhered to it. Yeah. Listen, I, I uh, The Exorcism of Emily Rose I just watched again, which I think is a great horror movie. Great courtroom. Mm-hmm. Great progression. Great moments. Uh, everything rings solid and true on that. Um, and it, it it doesn't it doesn't prejudge um, you know uh, religious philosophies, and it doesn't it, it's just it's just great. And, and um, there are moments in that you can. That's the thing about horror. It's like you can take it, and we're going to turn it a little bit this way, and we found something completely new. We're going to use a conceit. Hey, running zombies. Twenty eight days later, mm-hmm. um, you know. Um, Rage, rage virus as opposed to, you know, whatever. Okay, we're going to just turn it a little bit and you can get a gem, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, did you read that book by any chance, Legion? Yes, it's it's great. Yeah. It's great. Oh. Yeah, uh, you know, and that's that's what the, 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 the um, when, when they're playing back the audio, where, you know, when he's listening to the audio of Reagan, she, she declares that she's Legion, you know, that she, that, which, which is, which is so good. So we cool. are many. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh. as you can see, I love her. <laughs> and when they so you know, listen, I I called up a list of some that I I just posted a, a while. I have it up on my screen here, just ones that I think are gems. That if you want, if you want me to mention a few, I will. If it might, you know, um, let's you know, do it. Because honestly, yeah. it's again, I really thought that my horror ran deep and mm-hmm. I have come to find through the site, especially that yeah. I know nothing. So I would absolutely <laughs> love to hear it. So let me recommend some movies that and maybe you haven't seen them or maybe you have. Have you seen Train to Busan? No, I have not. Train to Busan is a Hong Kong movie. Uh, um, uh, South Korean, I should say. Mm-hmm. It is a Super solid zombie movie. Uh, I, I mean, uh, aggressive, running, um, involves a train trip, train to Busan, and, and the sequel, however, stinks. But the first one, Train to Busan, is good. You guys have seen Sinister, right? With Ethan Oh, hell yeah. Yep. That movie, again, Love another that. one where they come out of the blue. He's kind of like a Stephen King author, mm-hmm. Ethan Hawke. And, and I love... Listen, I love the visceral, oh my God, evil dead, they're coming through the windows. But I also love the the slow, like, like with the extra turn, what's mm-hmm. going on, you know, all, all of these things that are starting to piece together. That movie to me just kicks ass. It's that, that's so my favorite. immersive when like he's got the eight millimeter going. It's just yeah. you hear the clicking of the reel and like, you know, and, you feel like you're in the track. room. Like, yeah. The music, the room, room. And these kids and and what he's watching and and uh, uh, and what you realize is happening to him. Uh, I I assume you guys are fans of at least the first two Conjuring movies, correct? The first two. Yes. Yep. Uh, Because we were thinking when you mentioned Exorcism of Emily Rose, that's like what we were hoping to get out of the most recent one. But it kind of missed the mark. So so on the site. It was yeah. we were we were really this courtroom drama type thing we were really expecting, 
And both Joe and I, if we were to review the film on Red River Horror, we'd do boats zero out of five. We both gave it a two out of five. Yeah, and I'm, I was sad because they, they started to do nah, now I get it. Yeah. You know, the, the inclination is you 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 kind of you took a similar story, the conjuring two, which was super solid mm-hmm. and had those metered moments that just started to build on. But um uh you know it, I think by its very nature, the inclination amongst everyone is to we need we need more. more. We need, you know, we yeah. need more. And you don't always. Uh, and I'll tell you, uh, another movie on this list that I put up. So obviously in the original Conjuring, you had the introduction of Annabelle, the doll. Yep. And then they started the Annabelle series <laughs> um, with 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 mild to, to decent results. But Annabelle Comes Home is, I don't know if you guys have seen that. That is, they, they take the conceit that they go to the Warren's house. There's a babysitter watching, you know, the, their daughter. And that room houses all that stuff. And because a, a girl believes, one of the friends believes that through that room, she could perhaps get in touch with her dad who died. She unlocks it and everything's happening in this house. It's a confined thing, but you know what? It is It is really good. And there are a whole bunch of other potential franchise creatures and ghosts that are introduced in it that are actually really cool. And that that's one that was brought back from the precipice and they did a good job. You know, if, if you just, if you just kind of look for that, that, that one shoot to go down, that's going to make it different. And they did with that one. So, huh? Okay. Mine was creation. Annabelle creation actually scared me. It's yeah. actually that with, with the girls in the house. Yes. Yeah. That the girl. In the, yeah. Yep. Well done. Well done. And I love when they take things as benign as the top of a hallway, the, the landing at the top of a staircase, and a, a little dark turn down, you know, and the, the camera keeps looking at it. Like, what? It, what is it? What, you know, what What the hell's going on? And and it's not cheap. They're just building, you know, to, to take things that you see in your, in your everyday or things that, wow, I guess I have to think differently about this, you know, um, and that's what I love. And that's why I love the, the next film on my list, which is It Follows. Yep. Oh, man. One Have of my favorites of all time. We actually interviewed um, Olivia Lucardi from, she was. Yeah. She, she's in the movie, yeah. She explained what that clam thing was. Fine, but go yes. ahead. Sorry. It yeah, no, it's so, it's so good. It's, and I, and, I, and I explain it to people and I say, you're not going to appreciate it from the description, but there is something that wants to kill you that is walking towards you all the time. And it can look like somebody you know, and it can look like somebody you don't know. And your only way to stop it from killing you is to do something as monstrous as probably the capability of the thing coming at you. And so the fact that they sort of finessed in this conceit with how, how it works and how it goes backwards if you fail to be a monster yourself is just it's just great. Yeah. You now, know? what would your strategy I mean, be if you had it following you? Yeah, I mean, you know, would you? I'll tell you what. That's the question it asks, and no one, everyone blurts out an answer, and then they go, "Well, wait a second, you know." <laughs> I try and go prostitute, and hopefully she's very busy that night, and it just gets spread. Right. And build enough right. separation. How about for- a pro- See, the, a prostitute with with um, a prostitute with cancer, right? So that you got hurt. Like. Oh. Yeah. Uh, hey. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's a tough song. 
But the fact that it makes you think about those dumb things yeah. and this conceit, when she sees it and when you see, again, think about it. It, it, it introduces that notion that she's sitting on a blanket with her friends and looking across a, 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 a field and everyone's playing Frisbees, you know, and whatever, hacky sack. And there's one woman who seems to be determined walking across towards them, not running. And she keeps looking and she keeps looking and, oh, my God, what is this? You know? Um, how do you, how do you ever sleep? How do you ever, you know, to know that it's, it, it will never stop, you know, it was great. Um, I, I don't want to dominate your, your, this is your thing, but I, I figured I might throw a few at you if you're interested. No, this I, is we would have asked anyway. Yeah, we were going to ask. <laughs> this is one that is, I, I first saw on Shudder and it, it popped up and, and, uh, it's out of Buenos Aires and, you know, like, uh, record, you know, one of these gems that was made into quarantine, um, oh, uh, wreck. which is wreck. Yeah, I haven't I, seen it. I have not seen it. It's so good. But this movie is called Terrified. So Terrified, it, I, I tell you, man, this okay suburban setting houses side by side. This guy comes home. His wife is just on edge, and she and she says she keeps hearing voices coming out of the sink in the kitchen and in the bathroom. She keeps hearing voices. And he's like, you know, he's like, he's trying to be supportive. He doesn't know what to do. And and he goes, can we, can we sleep on it? They go to sleep. He's woken up by the sound of thudding. And he's like, what's going on? He goes into the bathroom and his wife is levitated, being smashed from wall to wall, oh back and forth. He goes, he gets arrested for her murder. Goes to the, he's in the police, the interrogation room. And, and the people are sitting there and you expect them to go, okay, you liar. And he starts to say what happened. And the cops go, we believe you. We have, and you're off and running. You're off and running. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Ter terrified or terrified? Terrified. Terrified. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. right. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I see what I did this year is I tried to make a list of things that I think like people had, you can go down the list of the ones, you know, like we, mm -hmm. we mentioned a whole bunch. Absolutely. Of them, you know, yes. Great ones. But those ones that even, so there are ones that are even, you know, if you want to go real crazy to sub tier to, to like German, to, to, to Japanese, you know, I mean, the stuff that gets really crazy. Uh, but but these are ones that are just off a little bit off the beaten path. Have you guys ever seen uh, Let the Right One Let the Right One In? Oh, yeah. I haven't. Okay. <laughs> All right. It was remade as uh, Let Me In mm -hmm. by Matt Reeves, who directed Cloverfield, and he did a great job with it. But the original Swedish version, again, it takes the vampire myth and and puts it in in the coolest there's a little girl 9 10 11 maybe mm. who's 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 a vampire and this boy in this little complex in Sweden that they live in he really you know he he befriends her she has a this, there's so many levels to this that are so cool like there there's a caretaker for this girl but you realize as a vampire, she doesn't age. She might have met this guy who's an old man when he was a little kid. Mm -hmm. And and um, the story and, you know, that old thing about what happens to a vampire if they're not invited in and they come into a house? They they show that. Oh. Uh, and it's, and it's it, it does, but it's also, you know what it is? It's also a sweet love story with, uh, but with inevitable... Yeah. You can only go bad, you know? Yeah. 
It's, it is badass. And you know what I'm talking about. There's a scene at the end in the pool, in a, in a, in a public pool, and all hell is breaking loose. But you're only seeing what's falling into the pool because one of the boys is being held underwater. Mm. The boy, the, you know, the, the hero, quote unquote, of the story. And it, it is un-effing real. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And again, that's that to me is is one of the one of the one of the most inventive vampire movies I've seen in 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 years. Okay. Yeah. Do you like the vampires? I mean, it, you know, it's funny. Like, it's got me thinking because, like, uh, I'm gonna do a full episode on it soon. But the third season comes out. You know, do you do the? Do you enjoy horror comedies as well? I do. I, I do. Um, um, are, are you talking about uh, what we do in the dark? What we do in the shadows. Because I was just thinking about like how they address the vampire myth of being allowed in. I think they're going into one of them gets captured while he's a bat and he's at the SBCA. <laughs> right, right. And they're yeah. just standing at the door and they're like, what are you doing? And they're like, well, can we right. come in? Yeah. And they're like, yeah, come on in. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. I, I mean, I, to me, there is a, a fine line, though. Um, like the evil dead morphed into, um, you know, the uh, Bruce Campbell's, you know, the, uh, uh, um, you know, uh, army of darkness, Mm -hmm. which is, there's a, there's a fair amount of comedy. And in the series, there's a fair amount of comedy. Uh, and, and it's, it's really, you know, there's a lot of visceral stuff. There's a lot of gore. I, I would say it's, it's neutered often by the comedy, but that's okay. If you do it, if you do it vigorously and stick to it, but once you go there, the likelihood of you bringing an audience back to legitimate scared or legitimate terrified, I think become, you've cashed it in, you know, but that doesn't, if if you play in that realm and you do it and you make it cool, um, that's fine. You know, like there's a case to be made that that, uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer that, you know, which, which I, I really enjoyed the show. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Loved the video game too that they released after Uh But the um, um, that walked that line, you know, of, of hip, hip, you know, kid teenager comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, it had merit. It had weight to it. You know, it's a tough thing. I can't stand when they hey, but we're going to make it funny too. You know what? No, because yeah. unless only it's 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 the rare balance and it's hard to achieve do you agree with what i'm saying or yeah if if you're gonna do it you gotta do it right where it's like buffy's a good example for like how the the tv show versus the movie that came out like because the movie that came out before like does a little too much valley girl but it kind of it kind of works you know it's nothing to be like but do you know you get a, a good comparison um uh fright night fright night that's okay, perfect yes, example. Yes. The original Fright Night mm-hmm. uh, and then the remake, which is actually very good. It was. It yeah. actually was good. But the remake is is much is is less on the yucks mm-hmm. and and more on the on the real on the real impact of stuff. But the original Fright Night, Roddy McDowell, the whole thing, they played the cool horror, um, the fun, and it was there was some wild, you know, prosthetics and effects and that stuff, and it was great. I mean, give me that. Just stay in that, stay in your lane when you do that, you know, because it's once you go, once you go comedy, mm-hmm. it's going to be hard to scare, you know. Yeah. You got to pick a lane. Anyone. You go in Shaun of the Dead zombie land or you go it, you know, which way do you want to go? Like, now I love, uh, we've had those guys on, on the show a number of times. I love them all. I, I, you know, and they're, they're incredibly talented. Mm-hmm. 
Um, uh, my and Shaun of the Dead is great. My one issue with Shaun of the Dead is it's operating at that 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 comedic level, and then it gets to the part in the pub where it actually becomes, oh, like his mother is now you know like yep. um, yep. and and so it goes. Are we now a legitimate zombie movie? And, and, and then, then? It goes, then they're playing, you know, PlayStation in the shed again with zombie, uh, you know, uh, um, if anyone could pull it off, you know, Edgar Wright and those guys, you yeah. know, could, could do it. But, but uh, it, it, to me, that's that thing. And it's, you, you, it's hard to define it, but you know it when it's not quite what it should be. And, you know, I'll take, um, you know, Bruce Campbell with his uh, boomstick and all that stuff and then have a good time. But I would never, I would never consider army of darkness a straight up horror movie. Right. You know? Yeah. There, it's interesting. Like it's, I always found it more funny. Cause like, I love, yeah. I love the, you know, first evil dead, the original one. It's always has a special place in my heart. Um, yeah. Uh, where was I going with that? I was going with words. Um, <laughs> but I tend to blather on. So I'm probably throwing you off. It's yeah. all good. <laughs> But it's like, you know, when you see stuff funny, it's interesting when there's like that kind of genre bending, which like sci-fi does that a lot, where sci-fi, it's not necessarily hard, but it just gets really scary, like an Event Horizon. Well, like, you know, Event Horizon is on my list. It, it's, it's, on- it's, it's, it's one of those movies that is, um, it. they do it. They got it. Mm-hmm. They pulled it off. Absolutely. So you have, um, you know, this ship that in all, for all intents and purposes went to the celestial version of hell and, 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 and came back and the ship design. And again, you're dealing there with computer and practical effects. And that ship is so awesome looking. Yeah. And, and the, the, the large sphere and uh, all of the things that it, that it does. And it's, it's bloody like nobody's business, but it is, I tell people, you know, I, I, because I'm a complete horror nerd. I have my event horizon shirts that I'll wear. Um, nice. you know, and people say, you know, what what is that? <laughs> um, but and I, and it holds up every bit. It holds up tremendously. It's great. Solid movie. What are, what are some other movies on that list? So I had a, a event horizon. You know it's a well, the descent. You guys have seen the descent, right? It's been a long time, but I remember getting pretty creeped out by it. So here's the story of, you know, uh, uh, women spelunkers. Mm-hmm. The movie could work as a claustrophobic study, mm-hmm. you know, brilliantly done. They're climbing. They they haven't alerted anyone. One of the, per- the the one of the women who was supposed to alert somebody on the outside to where they're you know going to be spelunking uh, d- has not done that, and they find themselves trapped in a series of caves, and they don't know where the hell they are, and that alone. I mean, if you're even remotely claustrophobic, that'll scare the shit out of you. But then when that one lamp on the one girl's hat ducks up for a bit and you see something down the cave running or running across the scene, oh my God, what is this? And that that story is actually based on, at least partly, there was a a, a family in Scotland that was, I think this is in the 16th century. And the family was, the guy's name was Sawney Bean a complete bunch of, of sort of inbred incest, multi, you know, generations of a family that lived in a cave and a cave system and had reverted to cannibalism. Mm-hmm. And it became such a thing as the legend goes and the lore goes, the king himself 
mounted a uh, a, a, a mission to go get this family and and kill him and and get him get him out. So this this whole thing is so it's wild. It's it's wild. Yeah. Uh, and, and so the descent is definitely one. I also put up there Midsummer. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I was I was going to ask you about Ari Aster actually in general in general. I my thoughts. I don't know anybody that's currently well, maybe maybe Jordan Peele to an extent, but Ari Aster has released two films that just scared the crap out of me. Yeah, s- solid. I think what happens is is that you. I always try to kind of meter people's. You got to come in the right way to them, you know. Mm-hmm. Like Midsummer would make a lot of people. Um, uh, would make a lot of people. I, I think duck out after a while. Like, what's going on here? Yeah. So, I, I if if I sense they're going when they get to that first cliffside scene, then you know what's going on, you know. But but I mean, um, that sense of dread that we went to this wonderful place and oh man, we made a horrible mistake. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so uh, you know, and with this the other film, which I'm uh, the the um, oh I'm sorry, Hereditary. Hereditary. I like Midsummer more. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hereditary is really good as well. But, um, you know, it is, it's just, um, uh, again, it's one of those ones that kind of lives with you for a while after you see it. Mm-hmm. And then I, I put on the list because I put this up around Halloween. Uh, and I think it's just a one, if you want to talk about the blending of if humor and um, fun and, and how you can take heart and have fun with it is trick or treat. Oh, absolutely. Trigger Treat. Yeah. There's there's a guy who comes on in October. He doesn't like to <laughs> share his real name. Yeah. He goes by Dr. Halloween. Always. Trick or Treat's his number one horror movie, right? I mean, well, not number one horror movie, but it's like Halloween. He watches it on Halloween he specifically. He watches it on yeah. Halloween. I do, to me, that's that's a Christmas story. I watch it every yeah. Halloween. I, I do a, a, a weeks leading up to Halloween, and, and that has... All of hell for Christ's sake! I even I enjoyed Hubie Halloween on Netflix, and it's yeah. it's it's not really that good. But I love the you know the the the, the jack o' lanterns and the and the whole thing and all that that mythos and all that stuff is great. So um, you know, trick or treat is a solid one. So, but that that's pretty much the list that I had, and it's um, you know, of, of just movies that I think are out there ready to be. Um, discovered you know by oh and there's another one that, that was very much hp lovecraft uh called uh, the void i don't know if you guys have ever seen i have that. not seen that no i've had that actually i have it like written down <laughs> of like <laughs> things i need it. to watch i still haven't gotten to it. and you know those sort of cthulhu type creatures yeah and and moody and well done on a shoestring budget and they make a lot of it. now i can tell you too if you've never seen we're talking about vampires to me one of the great seminal Vampire movies of all time, <clears throat> excuse me, the original Night Stalker, the original movie, the made for TV, you know, a Tuesday movie of the week, yeah. uh, Darren McGavin, Las Vegas, Vampire, it, what they do with dialogue, Richard Matheson wrote the screenplay, and he's he wrote, you know, just great stuff, I Am Legend, he wrote, the original mm-hmm. Okay. You know, which is actually which is actually a vampire story. It's actually they become basically vampires. Um, but the uh, uh, that movie, the way it's done, the the reporter you know starts 
Kolchak starts the tape recorder. He says, you're never going to hear about this story in your local papers. They've expunged it. They made sure you'll never know about it. But here's what happened. And a, a, a vampire in Las Vegas, a town that's 24 7, 365 days a year, is perfect. Mm-hmm. And when they, um, the movie starts with Larry Linville from MASH as the coroner, they're all looking over the table and they're obviously vivisecting the body. And you don't see the body, but he's, he, he looks over, he said, That's odd. You know, there's, there, you know, there's, there's no, there's no blood. There's no, you know, and, 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 and the ball starts rolling. And, <laughs> And when they get a saliva egg sample and they find out that the guy, you know, is is 93 years old and they go they go through his history of, of you know, you know, you realize that wherever there was a war around the, the world, he was there. He would show up. He had homes that had commercial uh, baths installed and all, you know, that that subtext, those little points that make you go. Holy shit! That guy. you know, and they're, they're trying to say, is this a real vampire? And Kolchak's point, the reporter says, it doesn't matter if he is or isn't. He believes he is, and that's what makes it so cool. Interesting, wow. yeah. That's, that's cool. all right. So I famously think that one film is overrated. Okay, all right. <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street. For me, it's uh, and the funny thing is, there's so many horror creators. That that is their inspiration, they love right. it. It's like the pinnacle of you know their their horror experience. So I gotta ask: Is there a film, a horror film that you think that everybody loves that you think yeah. is overrated? Poltergeist. Oh, I do too. Oh my, I done the same thing. I, I, I think Poltergeist was 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 for the masses. It has a lot of Spielberg in it. Mm-hmm. They really swing for the fences. I get it. Uh, um, you know, as as a at that time a seasoned horror fan, I saw nothing in it that didn't I hadn't seen. You know, and there's a lot of it where you're saying, again, I want to play in your in your field. I want to, you know, okay, I'm 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 in. I'm I'm buying it. Just work with me, mm. work with me enough, you know, to make this happen. Oh, I'm hearing uh, cicadas. Yeah. Oh. Um. So so um. Ultimately, um, there's so much in that movie where I'm like, you gotta get, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's like no neighbor. <laughs> the, the tree is reaching into the house, tearing the kid. No neighbor lifts up a window. Can you keep it down over there? You know, um, keep your tree this, outside. What are you doing over there? <laughs> all of this crap going on, and um, uh, you know, there's, there's, there's just a lot of. You know, like with with the uh, uh, what's your name, the uh, the uh, Zoltan or Zo, whatever name is the yeah. the the, uh, the the poltergeist hunter who comes in and get me the tennis balls. And mm. you've done this. This is yeah. <laughs> you know, this is something you do a lot. How come we don't know about this? You know, and so um, again, Toby Hooper supposedly directed a portion of it, but Spielberg was a big influence and wanted to really make it a, a family horror movie, yeah, you know, yeah, a family yeah. goes. And so they're, they're good. But I mean, when you open up the door and everything's spinning and the record player, you know, the compass is playing the record and uh, wow, you know, I, you'd think there'd be more of a, of a, you know, it's, 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 it's excessive. You know what? I'll tell you another one that is pure shit. The <laughs> remake, the remake of the haunting. 
You have <laughs> yeah. the original The Haunting, directed by Robert Weiss, is a masterpiece. It is a study. You never see a ghost at all. It's all done through sounds and, and angles and, and the script. And then everything that movie does right, the, the remake does wrong. Yeah. Excessive special effects excessive shit and it just it totally kills the horror yeah. what they achieved with nothing that movie spent millions of dollars to just completely suck yeah you know? and it came out the same time as like they tried doing that and the house on haunted hill remake came That's out they right. both came out around the same time which is not a bad remake but missing vincent price was always kind of like yeah vincent price you can't beat vincent price but they actually did an okay job yeah with with that with that remake, I don't. You, you listen. I'll again. I'll give you a lot of points. For, I'll give that one points for effort. I and the thing is, I saw that one. I have an emotional attachment to the House on Haunted Hill because my dad actually took me to see it at AMC. Mm, yeah, Andorra. So it's like, even even if that movie sucks, I, I still love it just because it, it actually it actually yeah. does it. It actually has some good moments in it. Well, and and I think some 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 uh, some solid imagery. And um, you know uh, I, that that one I'll watch. Oh, uh, who Owen go- Wilson? Is Owen Wilson in The Haunting or House on Haunted Hill? I think he's, he's in House on Haunted. He's, he's, he's in, in the, the remake ha- of The Haunting. The Haunting. That's right. Yeah, I was like, which um, one? the the remake of uh, Thirteen Ghosts is is actually really good. The first one is was done in um, uh, had these special ghost glasses. You know, William Castle, the producer, mm-hmm. and you would see if you put them on, you'd see the ghost on the screen and all that stuff. But the remake. Created some pretty badass, you know, the the, the one ghost with the, with the head in the cage and all of that stuff. I don't know if you guys saw it, but it's been a while. Yeah, it's a, with Shannon Elizabeth, right? Again, and she's come. Yeah, even if they're not all that good, there's they're still fun. Just give me give me enough, you know, to go with. And, sure. and uh, yeah, but Poltergeist to me was one that I I don't when it's on. I don't watch it. I don't you know. It, it's okay. And then the second one. Is, is even worse. And the third one, which has all practical effects in that apartment building, is, is unrelentingly horrible. Uh, yeah, so that, that franchise, I'm, I'm glad that's over. <laughs> yeah, well, you leave that one alone. <laughs> but, uh, you know, because like we're talking movie and stuff, one of the other things we like talking about on the podcast, like you know, we're talking about like poltergeist or like hauntings. We do like some episodes. We'll do episodes where we talk about like real life, like ghost stories. Now, right. I was wondering if you had any favorite ones from like the Philadelphia area or any like legends from like where you grew up. We or- actually, we actually did. We used to do it all the time. This is before a lot of the you know the the, the plethora of uh, of uh, reality ghost shows which i watch all the time I, I dig them you know and the more absurd the uh the one on the travel channel with zach baggins is um is is so horrible <laughs> but i love it because it's like dude if you're seeing ghosts at the wawa on the way to the haunted uh, house you, you know <laughs> you're, you're working too hard to sell it but before all of that we actually did uh, on the show we'd actually go stay over you know um fort mifflin Eastern yeah. State Penitentiary. We got inside a whole bunch of places. Um, the um, <clears throat> it's over. It's it's over here. It's it's near. Um, I don't know exactly where it is. Um, uh, off of Germantown, there's a house. Uh, maybe it's the Bolton House. Oh my gosh! It has 
Balroy Mansion? Balroy Mansion. Right, right, right. I know the owner of that house. There you go. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So so that's that's one that's cool. Fort Memphis. So we actually went and there were, I'll tell you one thing that I, from my, my personal thing, which is pretty cool. We'd go before everyone knew the EVPs and all this stuff where, you know, we'd everyone would go out and, you know, and, and now, you know, you're, you're, you're a plumber and you're a ghost hunter. No one ever, yeah. Yeah, I'm a ghost hunter. Okay. You, you actually went and studied parapsychology. No, no, no. I, I'm, you know, I work for Roto-Rooter, but I bought this equipment. <laughs> yeah. um, but we were in Eastern State Penitentiary and we stayed over, you know, and, and everyone else saw something. I, I never saw anything, but I did hear something that was pretty wild. The, the, the guy conduct, we were up in what they didn't actually ever have a death row, but they had a waiting area for people who would be transferred to death row in another prison. Right. And so we were up there and the EVP, you know, you ask questions and um, say you ask 10 or 12 questions. If it senses audio, it'll start recording. If not on playback, you'll get rapid fire question, 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 question. Uh, you know, and, and it, that's how that's how it records the second it picks up audio. So uh, the guy, Lou Giroux, was, was the guy who was with the Philadelphia Ghost Hunters or whatever at the time. And he was really good, good guy and was kind of, you know, he, he'd go, OK, car outside, you know, so that he could sort of catalog false sounds. He was really trying to be thorough. And at one point, um, he says, do you want us here? Now we were all in the room, Preston, myself, you know, five or six people. Um, I I would have clearly heard this, but on playback, you hear no, and you hear no with like plate reverb, the the, the room, you know. <laughs> I heard it. The audio file exists, clear, no, and um, that was pretty wild. That was the closest. Uh, you know, the, the, the closest that, that I came, I, I I go to the room right after everybody saw something. So I didn't see shit, but, but, the, um, <laughs> but it, you know, to me, it's always, it's always kind of cool, you know, that, that the possibility of, so, um, and, and in the general, Fort Mifflin is very haunted, I supposedly. Fort Mifflin. Um, yeah. And again, Eastern state to, to sleep over, we slept over in the, in the, in the main concourse that the, you know, we looked down all the, uh, I mean, and they were, they were, I mean, we were the only ones in there, you know, we, they, they locked us in with five or six listeners and we spent the night. It was pretty wild. You know, so uh, there's a, there's a, you know, Gettysburg is full of Triangle Hill, you know, the, uh, mm -hmm. sure. all that stuff. So um, it, it has a rich history. So for ghost hunters, this area is, is kind of a hotbed. Yeah. We got some good stuff. It's a shame we never got into. I always wanted to do uh, the general Lafayette, which is on Germantown, which I think is now yes. called, now it's just closed, like an empty building. Right, that has right, right. Tons of stories of somebody like you know, the keeper is upstairs and she gets mad when people stay there too long. You know, uh, um, uh, the uh, yeah, yeah, the uh, I mean, the the list is that the guys who did the book of uh, weird, weird New Jersey, or um, uh, you know, uh, I even love the legend of the uh, the Jersey Devil and all of that, all that stuff, and is all is all cool. And when you um, you know, well, hey, speaking of that, the Blair Witch. Yeah. Um, a project, you know, the original Blair Witch was 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 a solid uh, movie playing on that old, uh, you know, the woods becoming something daunting and so on and so forth. And and there's a lot of stories and, and witch stories and things of that nature in this general area, you know. So I I uh, 
you know, I, we, we don't get to do that really anymore because now there are so many groups that and on any given night, you go to explore something and you're, you're, you're bumping elbows with nine other groups. So That's, it's not. Uh, yeah. We had a friend in high school that used to hang out at Penhurst a lot, like on that campus. Yeah. But now forget about it. It's, it's packed. It's well, obviously it's an attraction too, but it's, you can't get into the place, but he just had free reign of it. Well, when he was in high school, by the way, it's it, there. What they do there is great. Their, yep. their, their haunted stuff is great. They had to take obviously because of COVID and stuff. I'm sure they had to, you know, knock that back a bit, but Eastern state, um, you know, if, for just the haunted attractions that are the, the, the actual, uh, you know, uh, 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 um, uh, uh, Eris, uh, not Eris, God, almighty, Bates, Bates Motel. Yes. Um, which, which is great. Randy Bates, and the family, they do a great job. And, and in Jersey, you have Mullica Hills, creamy acres, and you have, um, you know, Jason's woods and all that stuff. There's, we have a lot of top level haunted attractions in the area. And, and now we're, you know, we're moving into the zone. So mm-hmm. I love it. <laughs> well, it's with fun. respect to your time, Steve, I, I, and you've been generous with it. Thank you very much. I, I just, I, I appreciate it. I just have one more question. Yeah. Um, and Joe, you may have one as well, but okay. I'm going to ask what genuinely scares you. Hmm. What genuinely, what, what, huh. um, you, you know, the thing that really scared me, the, it shifted throughout life. Uh, but, um, the thing that really scared me and motivated me and set my life in a, in a particular direction was the fear of unemployment. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you know, wow. Yeah. So, I mean, I had a, a, a seismic shift in my life where I, um, you know, I remember, and I, if I have nightmares, it's about that, you hmm. know, it's about looking for work or being out of work or being, you know, and that's why I always have had, to me, it's always <clears throat> people losing jobs and like uh, during the, the pandemic and all that, you know, other people might have been, oh my God, stay at home, watch Netflix. It's like, no, no, you don't understand. No. You don't understand. You have businesses that are, that are, that, are, that you know, corner pizza places or whatever that, that are, they're losing generations of work and and, 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 you know, that feeling, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Yeah. You know, and if you take care of somebody and, and, and so that, that was that, you know, for me, I, I mean, I, I love, um, if it's going to be something that's going to be that I really get a visceral fear from on the, on the horror realm, uh, a good demon thing can really can rock my world, but I enjoy it too. So I'm not really, yeah. You want to be scared of that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but in a real life scenario, yeah, you know, losing losing a job or being out of work, you know, and 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 every day I, uh, you know, again I'm, we are blessed beyond blessed, and we have listeners who are incredibly loyal. Yeah, and and, and I mean they 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 pay our salaries. I mean that in, in this area when you walk around and we meet people, you, I mean honestly, you, you want to bear hug everybody and say thank you. Yeah, <laughs> for, I mean, for, you know, for for keeping us. For, for allowing me to take care of my wife and, and have a, a livelihood here and, and have great friends. And, and, and uh, that's the deal. The fear of losing that, that's a fear, you know? Oh, oh yeah. I mean, that was one of the scariest moments uh, in real life. I got, was, yep. I got up in the morning, I got in my car, put on, you know, Y100, 
<laughs> listen, every, you know, all day and all night, I loved that station so much. I remember I got in, I put it on, because th was there an announcement that it was changing there, formats? It, it, it happened, was right? The... So we, we knew it was going to happen, okay. that, that, that they were going to switch formats. Our agent was very, uh, Preston and I had the same agent. And uh, so what happened was that we knew it was going to um, change formats. And both at that time, Howard had just left YSP. Right. And um, and we were doing very well in the in the ratings at Y100. And so both YSP and MMR started courting us. And um, MMR, we loved Pierre because Pierre had always supported us at Y100 and would come out to events. And, and, you know, we knew how legendary MMR was. And basically what happened was they came and we said, we want to bring everybody, the entire yeah. show, yeah. and we want to do it exactly the way we're doing it now. And they just went, done. Wow. And that, that was not that was not the, um, you know, YSP was a great station. Some very good people over there uh, at the time. But, but uh, I mean, they were so, we want this. We want you to feel comfortable with what you're doing. And that's that's what happened. So a lot of people were caught off guard. We knew it was happening, mm -hmm. but if we had betrayed that, we could have caused um, you know issues for uh, people on the sales staff who yeah, you know who yeah. had to who hadn't told other you know clients and stuff like that, and and, and so it was uh, you know yeah I just that was that. that. I, I got in my car, I started screaming. I'm like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> I drove over to his house, even though it was around the corner. I, well, I think I went to class and then like met yeah, up at your house. I'm like, I'm like, put on the radio. <laughs> well, that was in 2005. We started at MMR, and, yeah. and uh, crazy. we we haven't looked back. And I, you know, I mean, it's um, they they throw everything you know they can to support the show, and and uh, you know, thank God we 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 have that kind of um, kind of deal. It works out well, you know. But you never take it for granted. Yeah. It ties into my fear of unemployment. <laughs> <laughs> you never take it for granted. You know, you you and again, anyone, you know. The, the the audience you know they I, we consider them friends we yeah. consider you know bosses you know and you always you, you you know you guys know you you work on the on the product and you try to you try to justify every day having what you have yeah you know absolutely, absolutely. That's like the perfect lead for my last question for you, sir, yes. which is, you know, because you do, you do a lot with the show and you do a lot for charity. So it's like, you know, we like our yes. killers on the screen. We do good deeds in person. Right. A lot of that is your love of animals. Now, yes. is there a particular animal in a horror movie that you consider to be most badass? The most bad, uh, like, like a real like I would a go, creature. Yeah, or like creepy. Mine's Zombie Cat from Pet Cemetery. Zombie Cat is is uh, from Pet Cemetery is solid. Um, you know what I enjoyed recently Church, yeah. was the um, was Valentine the um, the uh, Siegfried and Roy Tiger in uh, Army of the of the uh, Dead. The Zack Snyder film on Netflix. <laughs> yeah, uh, and uh, Zack Snyder's become a friend, um, you know, of the show, and uh, I thought that was pretty cool. Uh -huh. The zombie, you know, but also if you go back to, we assume that the ring wraiths in Lord of the Rings are riding, um, at least kind of effed up horses. Yeah, that's uh, what I thought. Though I thought they were zombie yeah, horses. So I like those are pretty cool yeah. too. Uh, I always hate when they take the cheap way out. And kill an animal in the movie just to, to for, for emotional impact. Like if you kill this mother effing dog, mm -hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna freak out. Yeah. It's very rare that I say okay, I get it yeah. because it's such an easy go to. Oh, the cat's dead. Um, you know, 
oh wow, you know. To me, I always I almost applaud when it's like, oh, you let it live, uh, you know. It's it's just yeah. such an easy cop out. But yeah, those are my. And then as far as creatures, you know, H.R. Giger's alien design is great. Um, you know the the um, <clears throat> you know uh, you know what any one of the things that appears in John Carpenter's the the thing uh, is is amazing yeah. you know <laughs> yeah i mean yeah. some good stuff man like yeah, yeah. but and then but before we let you go is there any like charities that we can mention to like our listeners that you would recommend well there's or? there's my wife has a charity and and we we do a lot of stuff with it it's it's max fund m a c s f u n d dot com and what it is it's a fund for uh uh, uh tnr which is Trap new to release. It's basically for you know cats and, and money goes to all you know animals in general. But Absolutely. the main thrust is if you ever see a lot of times cats will be seeing the in a business and a lot of they, they might bring in somebody to poison the cats mm. or they might you know it, it's a horrible thing that that goes on and and so what happens is with trap new to release you can get these animals give them medical attention if they're able to be brought into homes um, you do that. Um, and then, you know, you, you can basically take them off the street and stop them from procreating. And, 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 uh, and, and, you know, it's horrible when you see a, like a, a mother cat with kittens under a dumpster, yeah. you know, with no, no source of food or anything. And it turns it around. So it, it is a, um, it, it's part of the deal, but yeah, it's max fun. And we have, we have charity events. Um, we actually, she, uh, works with Morris animal refuge, you know, with, for dogs and cats and, and, uh, you know, it's a little, it's, there's so many great charities and so many ones that, that deserve your attention. Mm -hmm. If you're inclined to support animal ones, Max Fund is one you could look into. And I know my, my wife would appreciate it, but thanks yeah. for asking. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we can always find a little because that's one of the things we got to give them. A thanks to a loyal listener to our show. Here's the best man in the mountain towns, Jeff, our buddy, Jeff Mitchell. Uh, Jeff Mitchell, yeah. yeah. He does a lot for charity in Roxburgh, especially with youth soccer. So we got to give him. Oh, a it's shout great! Out for it's you. great, yeah. yeah. And you've and that's actually he he kind of gave you the shout out and because you helped him. Um, with, yes. With, the mm -hmm. soccer charity. So no, that's that's. I'm really glad you brought yeah. that up. So good stuff. Keep the killing and the murder and the violence on the screen. Do good deeds in real life. That's yes. that's, that's good. That's what we. I'm gonna I'm gonna crochet that and hang it over the fireplace. <laughs> Thank you so much. I, I feel I feel like I've done great. a good thing. <laughs> well, Steve Morrison, legend, Hall of Famer. Yes. Possibly we yes. don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, we I voted. Yeah, we already won. So yeah, but. Uh, Thank you guys for taking the time. It was great spending, uh, you know, we, we've we got an hour and 20 some odd minutes. So. Something like that. I don't know. I lost track of time. It's a real pleasure to have you, Steve. Really appreciate, appreciate it. it, guys. Have a good night. You Take it easy. Steve. And remember, everybody else out there to keep traveling those channels of fear. <laughs>